0: Hey everybody, this is Doc Love, your resident motorhead, and this is episode one of House Call with Doc Love. My first guest will be Jessica Dana, 24 years old, out of Olympia, Washington, and moved over here to get a race on in the East Coast. She currently races for Lee Pullion Performance and races in the Limited Late Model Division at South Boston Speedway. On June 1st, Miss Jessica was in a very, very scary crash, huge impact to the inside retaining wall at South Austin, and of course included fire to make things even more exciting. Jessica got out of the car under her own power and had an obvious limp if she limped towards the inside retaining wall and was carried to safety by, as of now, an unknown person that was in the pits uh, when the accident occurred. So on this first episode, I thought it'd be a great idea to, to call and check on Jessica and to give her fans and everybody involved uh, an update. So I asked Jessica, "Did she end up at the hospital Saturday night, or did she have to wait till the next day?"
1: No, I uh, I went and laid on the couch, watched some TV, hoping that it was all in my head that my foot actually wasn't hurt and I was just making it all up. And when I woke up on Sunday morning, I looked at my foot and Notice it noticed it was pretty swollen, it was pretty bruised, and it was pretty bad. So um, I got in contact with uh, Toyota and kind of asked what I needed to do, and they said if I can make it down to Ortho Carolina in Charlotte, that that would be ideal. So me being me and being stubborn, I got in my car that next morning, and I drove three hours so I could go to Urgent Care in Charlotte.
0: All right, once you were seen, what did they, you know, describe, you know, hey, why did you wait this long, or did they scare you when they looked at it and said, oh, my goodness, you know, what were your thoughts when, when they looked at it and they started telling you what possibly could be wrong?
1: I've never been injured before, so I had I had no expectations. I had no idea what I was walking into. With how bad it was uh, swollen and bruised, I personally assumed that it's broken, but I still had no idea. and uh, We went and got x-rays, and it came back. It wasn't broken, wasn't fractured, and my foot was too swollen to get an MRI at the time. So uh, the doctor kind of jokingly said, I, was, I have a sense of humor about this just because what else am I going to do? I can't be mad about it. I can't be upset about it. It is what it is. And he kind of, with a sense of humor, he just said, with how swollen and bruised it is, I would have told you without an x-ray it was broken. But... It's not broken at all. So I don't know what's wrong with it. And so that's what we kind of rolled with. We didn't know what was going on. There are so many different things that could have happened. It could have just been a really bad bruise. There could have been a break they didn't see. And um, he put me in a walking boot and crutches and told me to come back in a week. So um, one of the Toyota's doctors that we worked directly with came in and saw me on Friday. He described it as the tendons and ligaments stretched. Because of uh, me pushing on the brake so hard, and when I hit the wall head-on, it was that force that kind of stretched them and hurt them. Uh, So we kind of—that's what we're going off of. It's still too swollen to get an MRI, and at this point, I don't think we're going to get one. I think we're pretty confident in what's going on with my foot.
0: You know, tell me about um, the rehab and the therapy you know, to get this foot the expectation on an injury like this to be able to get back in active sport racing and what you want to do, you know, what's your expectation, how hard you're gonna to work to get back?
1: What he told me was based off the limited amount of movement I had in my ankle and my toes that an injury like I had would take about eight to ten weeks for someone who is didn't have the resources To go through this extensive of a physical therapy as I get to and I'm very fortunate for Um, and he said we're going to try to expedite the process and hopefully get me back in about four weeks our goal is to be race ready in six weeks Uh, so in terms of what I'm doing with physical therapy it's I call it shock therapy (laughs) but I know that's not what it is they hook up these two sticky pads to your foot and they shock you. You just sit there, and it shocks you for about 30 minutes. And uh, they wrap it in a compression sock that becomes freezing cold. And you sit there with the compression sock on and the ice water rolling through it with the, with you sho- getting shocked for about 30 minutes. And then we'll go into, they have an ice-cold bath and then a hot bath. And I'll sit there four minutes in the ice bath trying to move my foot. And then I go to the hot bath for four minutes and I just go back and forth uh, three times on each one. And I'm sitting there trying to move my foot while I'm switching between hot and cold. And then after that, we'll go back in to the physical therapy room and I, I we call them toast scrunchies. So I take a towel. And I try to to get movement back in my toes. I try to scrunch up a towel with my toes, and you try to pick it up with your foot. And what seems like it wouldn't be hard has put me in tears about every single time I have gone because it's, one, it's so mentally draining, something that should be so easy, and it's taking all of your effort and energy just to move a toe. And then on top of that, it's, it's painful. It sucks. And besides the therapy on my foot, I do still work out. So I'll throw on the arm bike, we'll do core, arms, anything that doesn't require my foot. So I'm trying to stay as in my normal schedule while still trying to recover at the same time.
0: Now, do they have you non-weight-bearing during the day other than uh, your workouts?
1: Yes and no. Uh, they want me to slowly start working on putting weight on my foot. I can't do it for long periods of time. So I'm able to walk on my foot as long as I have the crutches to kind of take a little bit of the pressure off. But the goal is just to keep practicing and slowly be able to put more and more weight on that foot.
0: Now, when you come back, are you gonna go back to limited light models? Or are you gonna maybe start looking at the future of jumping up into light models?
1: For my, for my own sake, I really wanna go run a limited car at South Boston again just to kind of get a little bit of redemption and come back and just where it all happened, kind of come back and prove that I can, I can recover from this. And in terms of future, it honestly all depends on the sponsorship. I, I run solely off of sponsorship money. Um, And it, I mean, I feel absolutely terrible for all my sponsors and my team that this happened and it's something that was completely out of our control. But it's it's all going to depend on that. It's all going to p- depend on funding with what we can do.
0: And touching on your sponsors, you know, uh, your sponsors are like family, and the racing community is like family. There's a lot of fans out there that are wanting to hear from you and make sure you're okay. And and really some of them are saying, you know, who cares if she race again? I just hope she heals and does good. And your sponsors are like that too. They're not just worried about, well, she can't drive for us. That ain't good. They're worried about you and your health. You know, talk about that.
1: I mean, Kirk with Solid Rock Carriers, he stepped up in a really big way. And he uh, he got me back into a car this year. And then Jim with Pro Pack and J&J Machinery uh, they all mean a lot to me, and they're all like family to me. And uh, it, when I called Kirk, I was fully expecting, like, I'm about to tell him I just wrecked his car, and the only thing he cared about was, are you okay? Are you going to be okay? And to me, it was, it took a huge burden off my shoulders in that he they genuinely care, and they want, they back me because they want to see me succeed, not because it's a financial gain for them, or because of the notoriety. When you have sponsors like who I have, they genuinely want to see you succeed. They want to see you grow and they want to grow with you. And it was really eye opening, this entire experience with the responses I've gotten from family, friends, sponsors, and the responses I got from the peers in the racing community.
0: Who carried you from the car? Because we were actually there. My son and I was there uh, covering late models. I wasn't really worried about covering it. I was more worried about you, the driver, and the person. Uh, my sweetheart, we call her Redhead, she was sitting outside of the turn where the wreck happened, and she said, Lee or somebody, when you got to the wall, carried you uh, over to, to safety. You know, Tell me about that a little bit.
1: Lee was standing there right at the wall, waiting, like, just kind of, waiting for me to get out of the car. Um, if he walked on that track, he was going to get suspended, which I do oh, think yeah. is a rule that they really need to rethink because how long it took the safety crew just to be able to get over the wall and to me, it's what happens if I was stuck. I would have needed help. And I really do think it's a rule that they need to uh, rethink. And Lee was there. He, was, he even said, I was so close to getting suspended so I can help you. And when I got over the wall, him and I don't know what his name is, but I I made it a mission that I was going to go to South Boston on Saturday just so I can thank him. I don't know what his name is. I don't know who he is. I just know he works on Mike Jones' uh, late model stock. And I was going to drive to South Boston just to thank him. It was incredible the amount of people that wanted to help and were there to help me when I needed it.
0: And I wanted to ask you, you know, as you prepare to drive the heavier cars, the late models and things like that, I'm not really sure of of what you've raced in the past, but is that something that Lee maybe has had you practice getting out of the car under pressure?
1: When I started racing back when I was 16, my dad had this thing about me being able to get out of the car as fast as I could. he, He told me, if you can't get out of the car, I don't know what the time bracket was, in this many seconds. You're not racing, and so I remember my dad sitting there timing me, getting in and out of this race car that we had. And uh, once you start racing long enough, it kind of becomes it becomes normal getting in and out of a car. And everyone's praising me for how fast I got out of the car, but all I could when I was in there, it felt like a lifetime. <laughs> and I actually got stuck. It was the first time it's ever happened. My hybrid. My uh, neck restraint got stuck on the seat while I was trying to climb out. And I would have been out of the car way faster if that didn't happen.
0: Now, is that something that uh, you and Lee can look at to maybe, you know, mechanically make sure that don't happen again?
1: Yeah, that's definitely something we're going to look at and where the seat is sitting right now just to make sure that that won't happen again. I mean, it was the first time and only time that has ever happened. And it could not have happened at a more inconvenient time. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely something to look at. And and I guess there's not much we can do about it right now. But when we get the car put back together, uh, I think it's something that I'll put my helmet on. And I'll get in the car and see, kind of try to figure out how and why it happened.
0: The, the crosswalk for the pedestrian, you know, where it actually, you know, caused the back of the car to really open up like a can. Is that something that you may uh, speak with Kathy Rice about, uh, you know, about, you know, because you mentioned about, uh, you know, coming on the track, especially in a safety situation uh, like that. So, yeah, it's a shame that he had to even think about that without coming to your safety. Uh, and, you know, what about the opening? Is that something you plan to talk to Ms. Rice about?
1: Yeah, I actually had a really wonderful phone call with Kathy and uh, they she told me, I, I called her on Tuesday last week, and she told me that they're fixing that hole, that it's going to be closed off, and they're going to make sure it's done before the next race. And that meant a lot to me. I mean, I know there's been a lot of cars that have hit right there and have really destroyed their, really destroyed their stuff. And it's sad that it took an injury, someone getting hurt, for them to do something. But I'm very, very grateful and thankful that they are closing that off and making a gate right there because it's if I'm the last one that hits it and that happens, I'm okay with it because it it made them do something about it and it, it made them close it off. And now there isn't going to be that issue for other drivers in the future.
0: Uh, and I've always have had uh, hold Kathy in the highest regards. She was on the track so fast and so concerned for your safety uh, you know, that's, that was huge to me, uh, you know, knowing how she, Kathy is and, and how concerned she is. She really loves her racers, and, uh, and that don't surprise me at all because she is the epitome of class in short track racing, in my opinion.
1: She was absolutely wonderful throughout the entire process, and I wasn't, I wasn't planning on talking to her about the opening in the wall. I was, when I called her, I just, she seemed genuinely so concerned when I was in the ambulance. And so I called her just to tell her how I was doing and give her an update. And that's when she she let me know that they're making the steps to fix that opening in the wall, which meant a lot to me. And it showed me that she genuinely cares about her racers and the people that are there at the track.
0: And I really dig what you're doing, and I think you're going to come back stronger than ever. And uh, and and just knowing how much Lee believes in you, our conversation with Lee. I'm telling you, he is really high uh, on you and your ability and your toughness. He said anybody else, he said probably would quit. He said, but not you. (laughs)
1: No, I'm not done yet.
0: You have
1: not seen the
0: last of me yet. Hello, I must be going without question. Jessica is tough as nails. She has an old-school spirit with a never-give-up attitude, and she will be back, and she will be better than ever. Well, thank you everyone for clicking on Rage22.com and checking out our first episode of House Call with Doc Love. Until next week, we'll see you at the races.